Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hi, I'm Craig Doyle. Welcome to the BT Sport MotoGP podcast. Now, I know we say this every week, but what a championship this is turning out to be. And now, Mark Marquez and Andrea Davizioso are level on points at the top of the championship. Here is how today's race at San Marino was won. One more corner then, and Mark Marquez will have timed this to absolute perfection. He will equal on points Andrea De Vizioso. It's Mark Marquez that wins in Mazzano. Magnificent Mark Marquez in Mazzano takes a well-timed win from Danilo Petrucci. And we have to wait a long, long time for the equal series leader, Andrea De Vizioso, who wasn't quite capable of staying on Mark's pace to the end. Vinales salvages a fourth place for him. And then we look back down the road to see whether it's going to be Michele Pirro Rins has moved ahead of Zarco wow. in 8th place wow. in that last sector. Keith, wait, wait till they get to the line though. Keith, Mark Marquez, last lap, 1 minute 47.069. The fastest lap of the race. You called it spot on. Coming up, you can hear from Marquez, Davi, Danilo Petrucci, Cal Crutchlow, Bradley Smith, James Toslin, Neil Hodgson, Keith Ewan, Julian Ryder and Gavin Emmett. Enjoy. We're hanging around Mark Marquez's garage here. Big crowd R2. We'll explain why in just a few minutes' time, won't we, JT? But, you know, when you come to Mazzano, you expect a couple of things. You expect good weather. Did we get that? No. No. You expect Valentino Rossi. Did we get him? No. No broken leg mint. He didn't turn up. But we still got some absolutely fabulous racing. Quite a few shocks, too. Before we get stuck into that, here's a reminder of what happened across the three classes. And Mark Marquez, the ultimate stalker, pounced on Petrucci at the perfect moment. A lap to go. Another win. This championship is on. In Moto2, Dami Agutter won his second ever Grand Prix race. The big story was behind him as Tom Lucci took advantage of Franco Morbidelli's crash to bag a victory and put the heat on the championship leader. And in Moto3, a flawless, fanatic and filthy weather to take victory in the Moto3 race. Joan Mir, though, is safe second to keep pushing his claim in the championship. Right across the board, it's all getting very, very tasty indeed. So, JT, did you enjoy the weekend? It was, it was interesting. The weather played too big a part today, perhaps. So it made for interesting racing, didn't it? Yeah, yesterday was lovely. And there were so many game plans because the guy, most of the guys tested here. And they put so much work into the dry setting. And in Mizar, 
Milano at the beginning of September, the weather should be good, but it wasn't. So today, through an absolute spanner in the works for quite a few people that had worked so hard to get that dry set in, one being Lorenzo. I was quite surprised how fast he was at the beginning of that race in the wet, but he really did look strong in the dry, as well as a couple of other people. Like Pedroza, he was looking strong as well until today when the rain started. Yeah, we had unusual circumstances today because in the paddock, usually all these big crowds are hanging around Valentino Rossi's uh, garage. He wasn't here today, so a big, big load of Mark Marquez fans. Yeah, Mark Marquez, big fans. Yeah. Very vocal. <laughs> very, very vocal. There have been in the rain all day. One man who was definitely cheering is Mark Marquez's boss, Livio Supo. Congratulations. Hi. A great Hi. race Thank victory. You. Your feelings, yeah. your thoughts, your emotions, Livio. Uh, first of all, uh, I told Mark that we, he must stop doing like this because hard attack, it's easy to, to, to get at this age. Uh, but yeah, he did an unbelievable job after crashing in the warm in the in the warm up during the weekend i yeah. think three yeah. times uh, i think he was uh, you know he didn't want to take uh, too much risk i think at the beginning he was almost crashing a couple of times and after that it seems to me because i still have to speak with him that uh, he was really good in managing the situation trying to not lose too much uh, gap with uh, with the danilo they did by the way a great great job and uh, and you know at the end he still had something and bam so unbelievable. We've really seen so race. many times him crash in the qualifiers and the practice and in testing, but in the race, it very rarely does he make the same mistakes. Does he push it so much and have a little bit of a crash? Does it actually help him, you think, to actually know the, the actual limit on the bike yeah, in those conditions? he said something on like that yesterday in the press conference. Uh, is his style a little bit? He's pushing the limit in the practice to understand where he, until, until where he can push. Uh, but of course, he's not, uh, he's not, I'm sure he's not doing deliberately. Yeah, it's, it's uh, of course, every crash though. is dangerous, but, uh, you know, at the end of the day, what's important is the race. And this season, uh, he did just a couple of uh, small mistakes in the race, but otherwise, uh, he has been basically perfect all season. So he's doing a great job. We weren't sure if there was a small issue at the start of the race. Mark was sticking his leg out as he yeah. went down the pit lane. What, what was going on there? Was he well, communicating with you? He was saying that his feeling was the truck would have been drying drying so let's start preparing the the other bike uh, for dry uh, in reality then uh, was not like that but his feeling was that maybe the race would have finished as a flag to flag race on on slick so was just showing the mechanic hey start working on the other bike what was your feeling then what did you think i was thinking that was optimistic but <laughs> you know <laughs> i'm not on the bike so it's difficult to judge and uh, he's a uh, he's the the king of this kind of decision so you have to trust him um, what was so impressive, and is always so impressive over Mark, we know he can do some chaotic riding out there, but also the maturity at times, just to sit on Petrucci's tail and attack right at the right moment. So really, Danilo didn't have a chance to get back. This that was a very it. impressive move, wasn't it? Yeah, well, you know, to do that is not only a question of uh, mental uh, straight, is also to be as strong as Mark is. So it's a, it's a good combination, but yeah, sure. Uh, today did a very good job because uh, it was very easy to crash, meaning rider crashed, and uh, he's fighting for the championship I think he's doing uh, he has done a very good job I know your nerves are just starting to calm down from watching Mark in that particular but mine are the same you have five races now you've got Aragon Japan Australia Malaysia and Valencia mm -hmm. which do you think you have the advantage uh, looking at the Ducati now compared to and the Yamaha because all three manufacturers uh, you know, are going yeah, for this I now. think uh, now it's very difficult to say because five races are uh, a lot, but not that much. Yeah. Uh, so if you do a mistake, it's very difficult to recover. Uh, Dovi traditionally is super fast in uh, Montegi, super fast in Sepang. Uh, usually struggle a little bit in Phillip Island. In Aragon, uh, I think Mark can be very strong. Uh, in Valencia, usually Mark is very strong. So it looks to me quite balanced the situation. So it will be very important not to do mistakes. Wow. It's, it's so 50 -50. good for the 
It's great for the championship, though. It really is exciting. Yeah, not for us, <laughs> but... <laughs> but, but you know what confuses me at times, and I'm sure it annoys you, like up on the podium today, the lads in commentary call it pantomime boom, but I'm sure it irritates them as well. Um, booing Mark Marquez, considering what he does out in the track. I know we're in Valentino Rossi territory. How, how do you feel about this when you hear uh, Very sad, especially being Italian, of course. Uh, it's really sad because uh, this sport is a dangerous sport, first of all, people forget it. Uh, they are um, they are doing something very special, so I think everybody that follows this sport should mo show more respect for, uh, for this rider, any rider. Um, how is Mark feeling about this championship now? I mean, you feel he is the one who's got momentum, do you not? You know, I think Mark is in his fifth season in the MotoGP, and like it or not, he's been always, uh, I mean, he won three out of four, and in the last one, in the, in the other one, he did uh, several uh, zero, but still was was on top, uh, was close to the top. So he, he is a rider that is always thinking about the championship. It's not that uh, he started the season saying maybe yes, maybe not. He's always thinking about the championship. He already proved to be able to fight for the championship many times. So I don't think change anything. It was important not to lose more um, points from Dovi, and uh, so this was was a good weekend. How about the bike? Because there was so much tinkering done in the early part of the season. Are you now saying, you know, five races to go, let's settle on what we have, let's work with that? Well, in reality, this is a perception that is quite difficult for me to understand because if you think at the beginning of the season, okay, in Qatar it was out of the podium, but we start very late because of some rain and then he cannot choose the right, the tire he preferred, the front tire he preferred. Then in, um, we went in uh, Argentina and uh, they both, Danny and Mark, were very fast, but both, both crashed, but still Cal was on the podium. Then we went in America, we finished first and third. Then we went in Jaret, we finished first and second. Still, people say at the beginning of the season we were struggling. So this is not <laughs> clear to me. Uh, I'm joking, but uh, clearly the, the riders say that the bike is getting better. Uh, and, uh, and we are happy for that. Um, before we go, I just have to say we love your voice, don't we? We absolutely <laughs> love your voice. Are you familiar with Liam Neeson in the film Taken? Do you know this uh, film? No, anyway, in Italy they tra they translate all, all movies, so I would not anyway could, could understand. Could you do me a small favor? Repeat after me. Uh -huh. I have a particular set of skills. I have a particular set of skills. I will find you and I will kill you. I will find you and I will kill you. Thank you, Livio Super. <laughs> How much do you pay for this? <laughs> I don't know. Liam Neeson be billing you, not me, pal. <laughs> Congratulations. Congratulations. Well done today. Uh, he's a, such a great guy. You can see how he motivates that team. He could do uh, a fantastic Barry White number as well, I bet, in the, <laughs> in the bar tonight. I'll be singing tonight after today. He's a great fella. Uh, let's hear from our race winner. Mark, we've heard from Livio Super. He called it genius today. You waiting right to the end there to take that victory. I'm putting in a fast lap on the last lap. Did you always feel you had it in you enough to, to take Danilo? Honestly, I don't understand how we do the, the fast lap in the last lap because uh, my lines were completely out from, from the good line. I was, I was going wide, uh, going back uh, because I was uh, breaking very deep. But uh, anyway was like strange because as part of the race I struggled a lot, uh, even uh, I had a few mistakes, big moments. Uh, then second part of the race I started to realize that I was able to win the race. Then last 10 laps again I struggled a little bit but the last five laps uh, I, I had a good feeling and I wait until the last lap. Uh, I was waiting there, try to be close to, to Danilo. Because uh, you have less risk if you push one lap than if you push five laps. So, yeah, we, we wait until the end and, and these 25 points are very important. I can tell by your 
by your throat, <laughs> by your voice going a little bit. Yes. <laughs> when I passed the line uh, inside the helmet, it was uh, better to not have a, a microphone. <laughs> hey, I want to know about that leg. Early on in the race, we thought you had a problem or something. You had a couple of moments, your leg came out. What were you trying to tell the garage? Uh, yeah, it was like kind of a strategy uh, because uh, we speak a little bit before the race and, uh, and of course, flag-to-flag -flag race was nearly impossible. But I say, if I feel that is a small chance, I will say to you with the leg because prepare the other bike to rain. Uh, and then I saw that uh, stop raining. I saw that, okay, still a lot of water, but some lines that uh, the, the water was going down very quick. And I said, okay, be ready because you never know. And I've just got to ask you, now you're level with uh, Andrea in the championship. Five races go, we go to Aragon next as well. How much are you looking forward to this battle? It's probably going to go down to Valencia, isn't it? <laughs> looks like, looks like. Because uh, as soon as somebody gets a small advantage, uh, something happens. And then, again, equal. But, uh, but yeah, we will see. For us, uh, after Silverstone, was really important for the team to come back on this way. For that reason, I was pushing so much this weekend because it was important to... Okay, the feeling was there, but uh, to come back on the on the first position because last races I felt really strong, and now we we must to keep pushing here. My main target was try to finish in front Dobby, because uh, he he had a really good pace here normally, and yeah, we did. Uh, now we are equal on the championship. I don't know if he's first or second. You're first. first, okay. <laughs> so we come back on the on the top, <laughs> but uh, same points. So keep pushing like uh, we did until now. Do you know what's good for the sore throat? Champagne. Go and, Champagne. Go and enjoy it. Okay, I will go now, <laughs> directly. He certainly deserves it, Haji. He was great today, wasn't he? Yeah, such, obviously, such difficult conditions. You know, the pressure on DNF last time out. He couldn't afford to crash. You know, if he'd have crashed, you'd almost say the championship's gone, two DNFs on the bounds. But he dealt with that pressure. He was cool under that pressure and made his move at the absolute right time. What a stunning victory. Not the greatest race, as in spectacle, but perfect tactically from him. Almost the perfect day, though, for Danilo Petrucci. Uh, we're just outside his trucks here. They'll celebrate, but not the celebration he wants. He wants to win races. I was so disappointed to qualify eighth in the dry and then second this morning in warm-up. The, the, the way he carved through the field, first off, just going underneath Zarco here uh, into turn 15. I mean, the confidence he's got in the wet and the dry now, but look at this, round the outside of Maverick Vinales. I mean, just to even say that is, is an accomplishment in compliment. Uh, accomplishment in itself but look at this underneath around the outside the, the, the traction he was getting the drive he was getting you know fabulous ride and you could see how disappointed he was not to take the victory today it would have been so nice to see him take the victory i, I, I was i've got to say i felt a little, slightly flat after the race you know because yeah. you, you know it, the fact that he has come from super stocks he's not born with a silver spoon he was working and racing you know you see some of these kids that have had the uh, let's say the golden ticket He's worked so hard as uh, Dino Petrucci and to win the Italian Grand Prix is what every rider dreams about. And I was thinking when the commentators were saying about pulling over to let Dobby pass, I'm like, that's so not going to happen. You know, if I was, if any, if you was in that position, you'd be like, to win your home Grand Prix is like, like I say, it's what dreams are made of. Yeah, he did say as he went around the circuit when he was in the lead, he was dreaming of the victory. Uh, fair play to him though, very likeable fella, he's with Gavin. Oh, Danilo, heartbreaking end to that race for you. Uh, of course, you've worked so hard throughout uh, with some quick laps in the, in the latter laps, but how much did you know Mark was behind you and how, where he was strong? Uh, I knew Mark was behind because I watched all the races you know, on the mega screen 
and I um, I try to stay up the first thing and uh, I know Mark we uh, was not not uh, not so clever to to attack me but uh, so I try more 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 times to to push but uh, the risk were, were so so big so I try until the last lap in the last two laps I push a lot uh, but uh, in the in the last lap when he passed me I tried to attack him at uh, turn four I nearly crashed and uh, I said okay I try again but uh, don't don't ruin the two uh, today this this great result anyway I believe it uh, in Italy was 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 great could be could be great to, to make uh, a, a win my first win any, anyway, another time very, very close to, to the victory and uh, I'm happy to, to be here again. I'm sure it'll come sometime soon. In terms of the changing conditions, it was very wet at the start. Tell us how it changed during the race and how you had to adjust for those changes. Yeah, I imagine in the first part of the race I was very strong when there was a lot of water. Maybe my, my, wet, my weight helps me a little bit. And then, uh, but uh, I use uh, too much maybe the, the traction in the last lap, on the, especially on the left side. I got no, not so much traction. And Mark, uh, Mark, uh, using using the traction for going out in the penultimate lap in the last corner, going going out more fast, and uh, he passed me at turn one. He breaks very very late all the lap all the all the laps in every corner, and uh, was impossible for me to attack. I attack in at turn four, but uh, as I told you, I nearly crash, and I, I say, "Whoa." Not now, not now. And uh, anyway, it's a mixed feeling. Uh, some, some, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm happy for sure. It's a podium, but a little bit of delusion because uh, stay, stay in front for all the race, but uh, not uh, in the most important lap. And uh, anyway, I'm happy. Was there any thought ever, our commentators were discussing it, about the fact that Dovi was behind you, any riding for Ducati, riding for the factory? Was that in your mind at all? Yeah, yeah, I think I thought all the race about this. And uh, maybe for sure I uh, don't. I didn't have to, to commit any error, uh, any mistake, especially with him. I try to stop Mark. I in a, in every every way. I I was hoping that Doi was behind, maybe fighting for for the win. And but Doi was a little bit a uh, little bit uh, too far. And uh, yeah, for the championship, it's not the ideal, uh, ideal finish for, for Ducati, but I, I'll try to, to help him uh, another time. This time uh, was, was not possible. But it was still a brilliant race. Well done, Danilo. Congratulations on second. Well done. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah, well done. Let's just confirm that result. Round 13 of the MotoGP Championship and it finished up like this. Mark Marquez, another win. An important one too because he is now even on points with Andrea Dovizioso. 199 on the championship table. Dobby finishing in third place to Prucci there in second. Maverick Vignale is taking fourth place there. Michele Piero, fair play to him. He's had an interesting weekend finishing fifth. Jack Miller, Scott Redding, sixth and seventh. That's exactly what Scott Redding needed. Boost the confidence. And for Bradley Smith, don't forget, he's kind of got a head-to-head -head with Mika Calio coming his way in Aragon next time out. So that will really help build up some momentum ahead of that race weekend. But let's get back to the man in third place. Andrea Davizioso is with Gap. Dovi, third place today, still leading the championship joint with uh, Mark, but I want to know what your feeling is, because this is such a special weekend for you, for Ducati as well. How do you rank third place? Uh, I think uh, we have to be happy about this uh, result. Um, for sure, when you slow down during the race, it's not so nice, so we are not so excited that last, uh, like the last two races, but... Uh, 
I think 16 points in this condition today is a perfect, I mean, really good uh, result. And sometimes can happen uh, your setup is not the best. So I didn't feel so good at the race. So I was able to stay with them, but uh, I, have to, I, I have to take too many risks. So it was too easy to make a mistake. A lot of riders did a mistake. So I decided 10 laps to the end to slow down because uh, it's, the limit was there. It was too easy to make a mistake. So I didn't feel so good. I didn't have any better point compared to the competitor, the virtual rider. So I say, I, I, I thought, okay, this is the moment where uh, I have to use uh, the white horses <laughs> and take take the point because in the championship it will be I think a very important race. Yeah, it was interesting. I want to know what your problems were actually because it looked like when the track dried out that you were starting to have issues. Would you, you prefer the rain to stay there? Would that have helped? No, I think it didn't change. Uh, from the beginning, I didn't feel so good. Uh, I didn't have a lot of grip. I have better uh, worse grip than Mark and Danilo uh, on the traction. Normally, something I'm quite good. But can happen. Uh, we just did the, the warm-up this morning, so it, it was difficult to have a right uh, setup. But anyway, we did a great job this weekend because we started in the first row. For us, Misano, uh, in the, on the paper, it wasn't so good. It means we are very competitive, and in the championship, we are there. So thank you to the team. Yeah, the also, Dovi, uh, he's just won over here on Italian territory. What about going and winning now on enemy territory in Aragon next time out on the Ducati? Should it be a bit better there? Well, uh, Aragon is one of his favourite tracks. So it will be difficult, uh, but uh, I think we are very competitive everywhere here. Uh, not this year. So I'm relaxed about that. We are in a good situation in the Championship and everything is open. Relax, Dovi, you'll be a quick Dovi. Have a good time next time. Well done. It's now time to talk about the Brits who had a good day today. Cal, he had a difficult week. We know he cut his finger. He crashed back on the bike, finished 13th. So that's a brave ride for him considering, isn't it? Oh, massively brave. Um, you know, with the damaged finger riding all weekend, we, he, he said that the fatigue on, on his arm because of that finger was stuck out. The muscles, the different muscles he was having to use for that, um, it was difficult. And in these conditions, uh, to get back on and finish 13th was really heroic, wasn't it, Neil? Yeah, I mean... Uh... Yeah, I mean, it's obviously, it's always a little bit easier when everybody crashes around you as well. So, and it's difficult. I mean, I've been holding my microphone with my finger out, just trying to, trying to really replicate. imagine what it replicate what it feels like. And he's done a good job. But I'm using different muscles, Craig. Honestly, I've got yeah. like a bit of fatigue here. Have you? You won't hear yeah. me complain about it though. I'll, yeah. I'm going to. You know, I'm a trooper. I'll carry but on. But you're walking. very careful when you cut the cheese. I know that. Really I've experienced careful. It. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> very safe. On what that about front. the parmesan? Was it thrown away? You know, there's blood on it. It's expensive as Parmesan. It is, it is, yeah. That's for another day. Um, let's talk about Scott Redding, though, shall we? Because a really positive race from him. Really Finishing seventh, and he's had a tough all time. So a good few weeks, new ride next next year, all announced, yeah. contract done and dusted, and a good finish today. After a difficult year, you know, like underperformed, a lot of people criticising him, but ever since he got that, uh, you know, the ride confirmed with Aprilia, he's had an eighth place at Silverstone, seventh place here. Again, a little bit lucky with the weather, but he admitted it. He said when it, if it was dry, he was going to struggle, but uh, sometimes you need a little bit of luck. 
Yeah, he did say, you know, yesterday, I need a bit of rain to help with what's been a miserable weekend. Yeah, well, yeah, and, and saying that, even more pressure, I think the guy that we're going to look next to, even more pressure than Scott's got on his shoulders, is, is Bradley Smith on, on, on the KTM uh, to, to have the threat of his job going for the test rider. Um, after he was 16 seconds slower than Calio, I think, in, uh, in, in the Austria race. Um, you know, amazing ride from him as well. But uh, to see Scott having a good couple of results, hopefully he can have a strong season to keep that confidence and that momentum going for next year because it's all about confidence and momentum. We've seen with Sam Lowe's the difficulties he had without that confidence there. So I wish him all the best for the last five races. Yeah, Haji, you did catch up with Scott a short time ago. This is what he said. Bye. Scott equaled your best result there, seventh in the race. Obviously difficult in the dry, but very, very impressive in those conditions. What was it like? Yeah, we had a difficult weekend in the dry, really struggled a lot. Um, and when I saw the rain was coming, I just hoped it would rain and try to break through for summer on a Sunday. And it rained and we did the best we could. Uh, we struggled in the warm-up for grip, tried to make a change. And we saw in the warm-up I was improving, improving, but it was still not a good feeling, especially left corners, just no temperature in the tyre, keep losing the rear entry on gas. And it was the same in the race. We made some big changes to help. And it helped me in majority of the corners, but the left corners was the same. Um, so I couldn't really push in left corners. I lost from the other guys and was taking a lot of risk to go faster there. So I settled into my rhythm and saw a couple of guys crashing and thought, just keep this rhythm and see how it plans out in the race. Don't try and make anything. If I have something in the pocket, I'll try and put it at the end. But honestly, I had nothing really more to do. I was in that range. It was all it allowed me to do. And we had to settle for seventh, which is still a good result. Yeah, really good result. Smart ride in difficult conditions. Aragon next, is that a place you like? Yeah. Um, no. It's not, I wouldn't say no. It's, it's a technical circuit, quite hard to get it right, uphill, downhill, braking. So we'll have to see when we get there. I mean, it's not been a bad circuit for me, but with the Ducati last year, I did struggle a little bit, similar to here. So at least here we know what doesn't work and we can try other options for Aragon. Brilliant. Well, listen, good job today and we'll see you in Aragon. Thank you very much. Lads, I don't know if he likes any circuit at the moment. And any time he talks about the problems, we, we, we realise there, there are many. There are layers and layers of problems. Where does he start? Well, I, th I think with, um, with what he's said, he's tried everything and turned the Ducati, mm. that Pramit Ducati upside down to try and find the speed, and nothing's working whatsoever. So I think it's a good time that he actually is moving on with a yeah. team and a bike. Yeah, it's his second year on that Ducati. Two years on the Honda, that didn't quite work out. So, yeah, it's the right time. He always talks about the same thing to me, and it's grip. And I don't, know if, I don't know if his weight goes against him or what, but uh, it's always an issue with it. You speak to his, his technicians as well. They said he's very aggressive with the throttle. I think he still needs to maybe even smooth that down a little bit. Usually if you're aggressive with the throttle, it means you're struggling with confidence getting into the corner and getting through the corner, mid-corner. So you're trying to make up with the acceleration. But the actual the, the, the weight transition from the rear to the front upsets the bike even more then because you're slow, too slow in the corner and then too much acceleration. So the bike's pitching all the time and it makes it even worse for you. Yeah, well, he just get through the season and crack on, look forward to his new contract next time out. Um, let's hear from Cal Crutchlow. Here's with Gav. Yeah, we're just in the LCR Honda Hospitality here where Cal has sadly taken the cast off his finger because uh, it looks pretty rank underneath there. But all credit to you today, Cal. You had that crash where it looked like you were dicing with Jack. Tell us about that in a second. But you did pick it up and brought him some points in the end. What was going on in that little scrap with Jack there? No, I was not. Particularly Dyson, I felt really good. I felt uh, comfortable and confident. Um, I knew after 10 laps is when I could probably start pushing. Um, I didn't want to take too many risks early, and I ended up flying as high as what I've fly flown in a long time. So, um, yeah, my own mistake. No, uh, no fault of anybody else. And um, I wanted Jack 
and the rest behind me. So um, as soon as I passed Jack back, I crashed. But uh, I was confident we could, I could come back across to Dovi, maybe Mark at that time. And I just pushed you out Im immediately after um, passing Jack and crashed. So, hey, I got back on, got some points. Uh, it was a difficult long race with a handlebar touching the tank and, and no footrest. Um, but I did what I had to do and uh, I'm sorry to the team because I think we could have had a good result today. I don't know if we would have won the race, that's sure. But I think we could have definitely been with, with Dovi. Um, in the condition, I've rode well all weekend. I felt good all weekend. Um, and we got some points in the end of it, and you know we have to we have to take the positives from this weekend, which was we were fast in both wet and and dry. Um, but I made a mistake in the race, and that's uh, that's what cost me. Is the finger all right? Yeah, yeah, it's no problem. Um, just long race, you know. Um, it took a hit when I went on the floor. That's sure. Same as the rest of my body, but um, no, I. Nothing, nothing really else to say except for let's go to Aragon and hopefully the finger will be a bit better and I'll be a bit more competitive there as well. Hey, look well, Cal. Thanks for talking to us. Cheers. Thanks, Cal. A positive day for Bradley Smith, finishing 10th, back in the points, and he hasn't really had much of that success this season so far. Um, what went right for him today, other than just the rain? Uh, Bradley Smith, yeah. well, he kept his head in difficult conditions. Yeah, that, the, he was under the most pressure of most, most of the MotoGP riders today. If he'd have crashed early on, for example, then it means that he was going to go to Aragon, and I'd say there's a strong chance he would lose his ride. So if you know, for Mika Callio was a similar speed to him, the fact that he's caught past his teammate and pulled away today, not made a mistake, brilliant. It just shows what we all know anyway. Bradley's a class act, and you can deal with maximum pressure because it doesn't get any more than that. Sometimes you just need to give management just something to think about. Just make them pause for a second. You know something? Keep backing me here. Yeah, we we heard him with Neil's lap around the track this weekend. And you actually heard from his own mouth, he said, they employed me because I was better, if not at least as good as Paul Espigaro when I, when I signed that contract. And he still got that belief in there somewhere, but it was just a little bit too deep. After the last few races, he lost that confidence. And hopefully with that result today, I know it's these conditions and it's mixed conditions, but uh, hopefully it'll have just kind of sparked that and that confidence will come back for the rest of the season. Well, let's hear from Bradley. He caught up with Haji a short time ago. Well, Bradley, your best results on the KTM. Fantastic 10th place finish. Is that almost a smile? Yeah, well, it's the first time I've seen you guys after a race, so I must have done something good. But, uh, yeah, I mean, these these were tricky tricky conditions today. But, uh, you know, like I like I said to you guys on the on the track walk on uh, on Thursday, you know, the, the target of this weekend was to, to show the rider that I, that I am and that KTM signed. And, you know, although we're a minute behind, you know, which we, we know with this project, I still was with the other the orange other orange bike and managed to to get him at the the end there. So, you know, it was uh, it was a solid weekend. Uh, I didn't nail the qualifying yesterday, which like bugged me all night. So I had to, to make sure I nailed it today. And how hard was it out there? We saw the track. It looked awful. You must have been having loads of moments. What's it like? <laughs> I mean, my front wasn't too bad. I felt quite planted on the, the front. I mean, we were skating on some of the rubber patches, but the rear was like, I, I mean, I felt like a dirt tracker out there. Like, it doesn't matter TCS, torque demands, whatever you got on this bike. Finally, your right wrist was the was the difference today. So, uh, yeah, I mean, big thanks to the boys. You know, there's uh, within the garage, there's never been any, uh, you know, lack of support. And uh, yeah, it's a nice way to, to finish the weekend. Brilliant one. There's been no lack of support from us guys as well. Keep up the good work. Thanks, mate. Thanks. Well done, Bradley. Not all smiles from the Brits this weekend. A really, really tough couple of days for Sam Lowe's. Uh, Haji, 
crashed out in the race and uh, he's had a few of those this weekend. Hasn't yeah. gone well. No, do you know, it's, a, it's, it's this sport. Sometimes it just starts to go wrong and for no matter how hard you try, you try and change the way you ride. When your look's down, it's down and it, can, it does affect your confidence. I'm sure Sam's confidence is, is you know, it's at rock bottom right now. But all, all we all know about Sam is he's a gritty, determined character. He's got a lot of experience and he will be back. I'm joined by a very happy Tommy Agutu. We'll talk to him in just a moment's time. Why is he happy? Because this is the Moto2 race result. He took a victory in the rain, showing fine skills and really awful conditions out there from his fellow countryman, Thomas Luti, who has just blown open this championship. It's got so tight, he is right on the tail of Franco Morbidelli and a good, good third place for Siren. So, exciting stuff in the rain. This is what happened. You are looking at the first Swiss 1-2 ever in the history of motorcycle world championship racing. Domi Agata wins here at Misano from Thomas Luti who closes down Franco Morbidelli in the world championship and coming to the line in third place. Hafiz Sirene takes that final podium position. Domi Agata enjoying that. Uh, good reliving those moments, yeah? Yeah, sure. Uh, this is great moments where we can see uh, the highlights and uh, yeah, my uh, second victory uh, with the Kiefer Racing team and with the Sutter, uh, yeah, for sure will be a perfect day. Yeah. Just how difficult were the conditions out there today? Yeah, the condition was really bad. Um, this morning when I stand up, I, I got a little bit a bad feeling because yeah, all the all the weekend was dry and I was uh, really fast in the dry at a good pace. So I didn't know how fast I can be in the wet. But when the race start, uh, I see that yeah, I had a good pace. And then when Morbidelli crash, I say, wow, mm, what what I can do in the in the on first position? And then I say, keep calm and uh, make a good pace. And yeah, I could do this all the race and um, make a perfect race. How does that affect you on the track when you see the championship leader, a man who's usually so level-headed and so consistent, when you see him crash, does that get into your head? <laughs> yeah, I say maybe he pushed a little bit too much because <laughs> he was quite fast. I couldn't follow him on this time. And um, we know that the track was uh, really slippery, so you need to give quite a big attention. Uh, we saw many crashes in warm-up and in the race in all three classes. and. Um, yeah, so I say, okay, I keep calm. I don't want to crash on first place. And yeah, I could manage quite well, but I think the most difficult thing was to keep up the concentration and to be really smooth on the track. Uh, your best result this year has been a fifth, obviously, and a tenth out in Silverstone. You were third in the dry yesterday and looking forward to it being dry today, but it was wet and still won. Is there anything that you've, t uh, you've got new on the bike or developed from Silverstone to, to get these kind of results? Uh, we was already there on Silverstone. We was all the weekend quite strong, um, but on the race there is mission, missing uh, the overall package, missing something to, to really fight in front. Um, I think today, uh, yeah, the, the team make a perfect job to set up the bike. Good that they had a lot of grip, but I think also the rider uh, on this condition needs to be more important than on a dry uh, condition. So we get some parts from Sutter. They, they work hard to develop the bike as, as fast as possible to, to be uh, more competitive to, to Calex and KTM or speed up. So yeah, thanks to, to them as, as well. Yeah. And Dummy, we saw you have the slide coming out of turn eight, I think it was. Tom Lutie got in the lead for, well, 
what can only be a, a second, or I can see it here on, on the screen. Well, at this point, when he passed you, did you think at any point, this guy's battling for the championship, maybe he's not going to risk so much? Did you think that? Yeah, sure. Uh, <laughs> I saw that uh, Tom was behind me, um, and I saw that Morbidelli crashed, so I, I think that uh, Lüthi will be a little bit carefully because he wants sure this 20 points uh, bringing home, or maybe 25, but I was also like, I want to take this 25. So I have a small moment there um, with a real slight, little bit accelerating too much out of the corner. Yeah, uh, the only thing was I, I tried to catch him immediately back. He go a little bit wide in the next corner, so then I'd be again focused and I could my, go my pace. Before we let you go and celebrate, this is the first time there's been a Swiss 1-2 in any class across the line, which is incredible. How will this kind of day be celebrated back in Switzerland? <laughs> yeah, I hope uh, the Swiss guys make a, a big uh, big celebrating party because I think this uh, happened a long, long, long time ago and we're waiting for this uh, a long time. For sure, also big congratulate to, to Tom. Uh, to Tom. And yeah, a country, a small country like Switzerland without any tracks. I think we, we make a great job in Moto2 to finish first and second. No, no tracks? No tracks. Of any kind? Uh, there is like, motocross yeah. tracks or some karting tracks, but... No asphalt race tracks? No asphalt race tracks. There is linear, but it's not allowed to, to race on it and it's only like uh, two kilometers. Actually, they probably can't afford to, to, to build. There's no money in Switzerland. <laughs> sure there is some money or, but you know um, I think that the sport is more into the football or ice hockey and the motor sport is, is coming uh, a little bit more on backside. Well maybe your success will motivate them to build a track at some time. Congratulations today, a yeah, great great victory, much. well done. The last race to look back at is the Moto3 race, and the weather played too large a part. It was really horrendous for these young fellas, but this is how it finished up. A great win for Romano Fanati. That kid has matured over the last year or two, and he really showed it out there today. A dominant win by 28 seconds over the championship leader, Joanne Mir, and uh, Fabio Di Giantonio coming in in third place. So no, no, um, what was I gonna say there, lads? I completely forgot what I was gonna say, but I'll tell you what I am gonna do. I'm gonna show the highlights, this is what happened. Romano Fanati then, under a cloud he may be, but that's a fantastic win for him as he wheelies in style to take the Moto3 race in Italy. In front of a home crowd, what a race for him. Romano, congratulations. That reminded me of Jerez all those years ago, winning by such a massive margin, but it was the lines you were finding around the track that no one else seemed to. You look very calm, you look very tranquil on board that bike. Is that the experience, do you think? Uh, so, yeah, the experience for sure. Uh, with the one, 100 to 25 uh, in, the, in the Italian Championship, uh, I make two races with the weather, uh, with the wet. So if you stay inside, here's slide. So you have to stay outside uh, in the middle of the track. So um, especially in the in the turn six and in the in the uh, before the last one and also the last one uh, turn. So the bike was uh, was incredible. Um, the feeling was fantastic. So for sure was a good result. <laughs> no worrying moments out there, even though you had that big gap. Were there any? Wobbles. <laughs> uh, the big gap with uh, with the rain is uh, is uh, is uh, optimal. 
but it's also difficult because you have to manage the weather, the water in the track more or less. Uh, you don't you don't know if you can push more or uh, you have to manage. So it's uh, it's difficult, but. For sure, is a is a is a really enjoy. Yeah, I bet it is a great day in front of your home fans, Romano. Go and enjoy it. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Ciao. Yeah, no moments at all. He was absolutely solid throughout, unlike Aaron Cannot, who had a crash, which means Fanati has jumped above him in the standings. Romano now on 185 points, but Joanne Mir's lead pretty strong still. Was 64, I think it's now down to 61, but he's looking pretty solid with five more races to come. John McPhee, still seventh place, didn't finish the race today. Another crash, difficult weekend for well, gentlemen, uh, first, a quick word on Romano Fanati. We know how much potential he has. Moves to Moto2. Perfect timing, perhaps, because there's a maturity to him there. And maybe realising what a good gig he has. Because, you know, in the past couple of years, he was, I don't know, maybe a bit loose, a bit showbiz. Now we realise he's quite a lucky fella, really. Yeah, well, he's obviously got a team that he's happy with, that uh, um, is strong enough to uh, put a... Put, put, give him some discipline, because obviously that's what he needs, uh, as always, Romano. But to win by 28 seconds today, absolute outstanding performance from him moving from third to second in the championship as well um you know so even the problems that he does has is exciting and when he does a performance like that he deserves that motor two rider more than anybody today a uh, quick word on joanne mir who's still got a sizable lead and he is really solid as well happy with that second place i'm sure that's really the only championship that looks like it's kind of almost decided with five to go right yeah and again he, when you're leading the championship by so much it does add pressure on you believe it or not you think oh no you won't be too stressed about this race but it was a race where we could have easily crashed you know we saw half the field crash so did a great job it was a proper championship winning ride he hasn't extended his lead but it's it, it, was it lost four points but there's a round less to go where you can score 25 points per round so he'll be celebrating tonight definitely as for MotoGP, hugely exciting. Mark Marquez and Andrea Davizios are both on 199 points for five rounds to go. Aragon up next. It's a perfect end to the season, isn't it? Uh, and you heard from Olivia Supo, the tracks that are coming up the next five are 50-50. What suit the Honda, what suit Mark, or the riders or the bikes. But it's just phenomenal to have three riders and three manufacturers going for this MotoGP championship this year. And I think it is going to go right down to the wire. Just a shame about Valentino Rossi's injury and, and not being in the hunt anymore. But, uh, but still, it's going to be an amazing season. Season. Slight advantage to Marquez, would you say? Uh, well, yes, with the Aragon Gold being next. He's home track and he, he usually wins there. Well, that's it from Mazzano. We'll be back in two weeks' time from Aragon. We'll speak to you then. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. 
Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. The secret to visibly firmer, summer-ready skin is here. Osea's number one best-selling Andaria Algae Body Oil. Clinically proven to instantly improve skin elasticity and transform dull, dry skin to silky, soft, and unbelievably glowing. Rich yet never greasy, Andaria Algae Body Oil is formulated with sustainably sourced seaweed to help replenish the skin's moisture barrier and seven nourishing active botanical oils for results you can see and feel all over. The best part? It's signature scent. A blend of freshly squeezed grapefruit, cypress, and mango mandarin transports you to sun-kissed summer days. This all-natural scent is unforgettable. Everything Osea makes is clean, vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Get healthy, glowing skin for summer with clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code GLOW at oseamalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A-Malibu.com code GLOW.